Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. When I had the opportunity to enter the operating room and watch a congenital heart operation, it was literally love at first sight. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of your program. Today's show is The Art of Repairing the Heart, and our guest is Gabriella Ricciardi. We'll start today's program by learning a bit about Gabriella and her lifelong love of art. In the second segment, we'll talk about how Gabriella became a pediatric cardiac surgeon. And in the final segment, we'll talk about how Gabriella's artistic talents inform her surgical practice. Gabriella Ricciardi is an artist and cardiothoracic surgeon from Pompeii, Italy. She is currently completing her internship as a resident fellow in pediatric cardiac surgery at Leiden University Medical Center. Gabriella uses art in her work and has recently had some of her anatomical drawings accepted for publication in the World Journal for Pediatric and Congenital Heart Surgery. Today, she'll be talking with us about the relationship between art and science and how her drawings help her in the fascinating and complicated world of pediatric cardiac surgery. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Gabriella. Hi, Hannah. I'm really happy to be here with you today. Thanks for the invitation. Well, I am excited to have you here today, too, for a number of reasons. For one, you and I have started to get to know each other on LinkedIn, but we haven't had a chance to have a conversation like this. But also, you are going to be my first guest in a totally Italian show. And I'm so excited about that as well. I'm excited too. Well, let's get started in English since my Italian's not good enough <laughs> to do the interview in Italian. And we'll let Nino do the Italian show. I don't have many guests from Italy, Gabriella. Can you tell us what life was like growing up and when you started expressing yourself through art? Well, of course. My personal story with that is quite funny. When I was at primary school, I was often sick and therefore most of the time home. And I love to spend my time watching Disney's animated movies. So I decided to spend better those hours trying to draw Disney characters for my friends and my family. Then when I entered the med school instead, I thought drawing could have helped me to learn, especially when I was dealing with the complicated anatomy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When my son's surgeon was trying to explain to me what was wrong with my son's heart, he took a piece of chalk and went up to a blackboard and drew what a normal heart looked like. And then he drew my son's heart. And honestly, Gabriella, I wanted to run out of that room and just pick my baby up and hold on to him because I didn't see how in the world he could be alive when his heart had so many problems with it. Yeah, I can imagine. And 
sometimes I try to do the same with patients. So just to explain how is the defect of their heart or how the surgery is going to be like, I take a paper, a pen, and I try to make a very simple drawing, but it helps a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have seen so many of your beautiful examples of the hearts that you have drawn online. I'm so happy that you're able to share them through LinkedIn. It sounds like drawing has been a lifelong passion for you, hasn't it? Yeah, of course. And as you heard just one minute ago, I started to make drawings very soon. So I can say that it's not only a lifelong passion, but a true love story. Absolutely. I love that. I love how you've been able to combine your passion for art with science. That's fairly unusual. I can't imagine there are a whole lot of doctors out there who have such a passion for art. Well, for me, drawing, it's more a need. I need to draw to get close to congenital procedures, the surgery to anatomy and to get deeply into what I'm studying. So it's really, really not only a passion, but a need for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see where being able to draw it helps you to conceptualize what it is that you're going to be working with. Yeah, indeed. And for me, it's really important to draw, especially when I have to learn about complex defects of the heart because sometimes you can easily get confused about the anatomy and about related surgical procedures. So when I conceptualize everything with drawings, I can clearly have the idea in my mind of what's the matter and how to solve it. Well, that takes me to my next question, which is why you decided to work with hearts. What inspired you to become a cardiothoracic surgeon? Yeah, so to be honest, during the last year of med school, I was very confused about the next direction of my career. But when I had the opportunity to enter the operating room and watch a congenital heart operation, it was literally love at first sight. Mm. Then I thought that fixing tiny broken hearts was the most exciting thing I had ever seen. I have this feeling, to be honest, every time I scrub. Once in your art, I think that there's no place I'd rather be. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. 
Gabriella, let's start this segment by talking some more about your education and your career. So you said that there's no place you'd rather be than in the operating room fixing tiny broken hearts. But can you tell me a little bit more about the education that you received? Because before we started this show, we were actually talking about some of the different places where you have received your education, and it's just fascinating. Yeah, so this story is also quite funny because I started the med school in Naples, and then when I finished the med school, I moved to Milan to start a cardiac surgery program, but just with other patients. And just the last year, I moved to Netherlands to do a fellowship in pediatric cardiac surgery, but now I moved again. So I'm the girl with the carry-on, always in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) And I moved again to France. I'm going to start a new program here. And I know that cardiac surgery is going to be a very long journey, but I'm trying to enjoy the ride, even when it gets really, really hard. And right now, it's 2020. Everything is harder right now because of COVID. Has it been difficult for you to go from one country to another, like what you've been doing? Yeah, indeed, it's difficult because now traveling is not as easy as it was before. So you have to sign a lot of documents. And of course, you are also a little bit scared that you can get sick Mm -hmm. because of the virus. But I'm trying to manage the situation as well as I can. And I'm trying to help also with the pandemic, if I could, maybe in the next future. Right. I think all of us are just struggling and getting along as best we can because there are still so many uncertainties with this virus. But I imagine for you, it's even more of a challenge because how would the virus affect your patients? Yeah, of course, we are scared for all the patients, even because they are more fragile after surgery. So we are very strict, not only here, but actually in all the hospital I was before during the pandemic. The rules are very strict how to care about patients to be sure that they are not sick with COVID. So it's like you have more things to think about when you are taking care of a patient, and that's a little bit harder for all the doctors. Oh, absolutely. So you said that when you first started, you were working with adults, and then you decided to start working with pediatric patients. Can you tell me what changed your mind about wanting to work with children? Because it's not just working with a small adult. Working with children is completely different. Yeah, but actually it's quite difficult for me to reply this question because I didn't think too much about it. I somehow just fell in love with congenital cardiac surgery, as I said, and somehow it was then easy to follow my passion. So I didn't have a very strict decision. I just followed my passion and my heart in this case. It's, I think it's appropriate to say it like this. Oh, yeah, I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> So as a physician working with CHD or congenital heart disease, what are some of the most impactful things you've learned over the years? I'm used to say that these men cubes, as I call them, hold resilience and an impressive bond with life and that the opportunity to redefine the anatomy and physiology of their hearts with surgery, it's a gift or maybe kind of a superpower. 
<laughs> it's like making the caterpillar become a beautiful yet fragile butterfly. So they taught me magic, the faith to believe it's possible to do the impossible. And sometimes it's kind of fun too. Just to go back to Walt Disney, this is a revised version of one of his most famous quotes. I love that. That's so true. I know that when the surgeon drew the normal heart on the blackboard, and then he drew his rendition of my son's heart, I became so terrified because I didn't know how he had stayed alive as long as he had with his heart having holes and some areas were kinked where they weren't supposed to be kinked and he had hypoplastic left ventricle and the surgeon said it didn't really function. And I really didn't know how in the world they could do anything to save him. So you're right. It does seem magical. Yeah, it seems magical because these arts somehow always find a way to work. So that's really impressive for me. And that's special about congenital hearts. Yeah, I think it is too. I think the more that I have been in this community, and this is a little embarrassing, but I've been part of the congenital heart defect community almost as long as you've been alive, Gabriella. My son is 26. (laughs) Wow. That's cool. Yes. So my son is 26. And so I have been living with congenital heart disease as a topic of interest for me for 26 years. And I have seen this field change so much over the last 26 years. What's really amazing is what you just said, because it seems like the more technology is improving, the more we are learning about the heart the more magical the surgeries become. Now we're talking about, well, I don't like to say cloning, but yeah, we're still talking about being able to clone heart valves. There's even hopes that maybe someday they may be able to clone a heart so we don't have to use anything artificial or a donor heart from a different person, but we could use a person's own cells to create a heart so they don't have to worry about those anti-rejection drugs. All of that does seem so magical, which is exactly what you were talking about with Disney. Yeah, I think that as a mother of a son with congenital heart defect, you can feel the same magic as the surgeon do. (laughs) Absolutely. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. by the Baby Blue Sound Collective.
I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight forever. Gabriella, I think that as an artist, you probably see the world a little differently than people who aren't blessed with the same artistic talent you have. How has your facility with art helped you as you've studied to become a doctor? Well, I started to make drawings as a gift to my family and closest friends, but it became day by day a tool to help me learn anatomy and surgery. As I said, especially in case of complex congenital heart defects, and the related palliative or complete repair operation. For this reason, I love to share my drawings since I believe that a picture can speak more than a thousand words sometimes, Mm -hmm. and even more when it comes to medical and surgical work. Yeah, absolutely. I watched my husband. He went through graduate school after we got married, and I watched him as he was studying and I always had to giggle because when I would look at his notes, he had all these drawings in the margins of his notes. Do you draw when you would be listening to lectures as well? Of course, of course, just <laughs> to remember everything, because if I don't write it down or draw it, I'm going to forget it in two or three minutes, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. It's amazing how that reflex of just using your hand to make the drawing, how that can kind of help you to remember. It's another technique, just like music can help us to remember things, just like even certain things, the way they taste or the way they smell, that can also help us with memory. Indeed. And for me, drawing with some music as a soundtrack is the best combination to learn. (laughs) Oh, well, that's good to know. So auditory and tactile for you is a good way to learn. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it always helps to know what modalities work best for you. And I think that helps to make you an even better student. For you, you're in school for so many years. It's just remarkable to me that you've been able to combine your passion for both science and for art in the way that you have. Well, I think that doctors can't stop learning, never. So they have to be passionate about studying for all their entire career. So Mm -hmm. that's very important to keep passion and to keep studying. (laughs) Right. I agree with you 100%, especially as we are seeing medical technology grow and blossom and change so much, you have to be a lifelong learner. Yeah, it seems that you will never be able to learn enough. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that I just was lucky enough to take part in was a conference about 3D and 4D images of the heart. And that to me is fascinating. That wasn't even really conceived of. 26 years ago when my son was a baby. And now look, they're able to take a 3D printer and fashion a little itty bitty heart. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's awesome. And 3D models are really, really important to plan the surgical strategy in complex defects. So I was lucky to see some of these models 
which were used to arrange the surgical strategy for some children we cared about in Leiden. And it was really cool, like oh. taking a step into the future. Yeah, absolutely. That's great that you've already had a chance to use some of those models. But let's talk about what you've been doing to help people. And that is these diagrams of the heart that you have been making that are going to be published in professional journals. Tell me how that got started. Well, I just shared my passion for drawings with my senior colleagues. So we decided to try to use these drawings to publish some articles in journals. And so it started as a very confidential conversation, mm -hmm. but then the trial went fine. So that was the plan. Now, are you hoping to do more of that in the future? Well, I hope to do more of that. And if I can honestly share my dreams about this, my hope is to have the possibility to publish a book or an atlas collecting all my anatomical and surgical drawings. So we'll see, finger crossed, and stay tuned. <laughs> well, I just absolutely love everything that I've seen that you've done. It really looks like a piece of art, Gabriella. It's oh. so beautiful. Thank you very much for this. There may be some other artists who are actually listening to our program right now who are also interested in medicine. What advice would you have for people who are interested in becoming a doctor, but who have a passion for art too? I don't have special recommendations. Just a short and defective advice. Follow your passion. So the rest and best is yet to come. <laughs> I love that. And I know that's true for you. I'm going to be seeing and hearing your name in the future, I'm sure, even more, because you have such a passion for what you do. And when people are passionate about what they do, it comes out and other people appreciate it so much more than if it's just a chore or just a job. Thank you very much. I will try to keep my passion as it is right now. And uh, I hope I can do great things, but just to help these tiny broken hearts. That's my dream. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the program today and sharing all of this with us, Gabriella. I really enjoyed this conversation with you today, and I hope the audience will enjoy it as well. Oh, I know they will. I know they will. This is so much fun. <laughs> and for those of you who speak Italian, look in our directory for this same program in Italian. But that does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today, my friends. We'll be posting a new show next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern time. Until then, please leave a review of our program on whatever platform you use to listen to the program so that others who are searching for information about congenital heart disease know where to find us. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.